fellow Americans. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free. Every man, woman, and child had a right to a future of freedom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Tagline Podcast brought to you by Tag Strategies. This is a podcast about pop culture, politics, possibility, potential, what's coming up and what we think of it. I am one of your co-hosts today, as always, Aaron Perini, joined by my co-host, Christian McMullen. Christian, how are you? Doing good. Yeah? Bill's Victory Monday. It is. It is a Victory Monday. Uh, thank thank Jeebus. Yeah. We'll talk more of, about it later. We but, will. Uh, it wasn't great. Yeah. I mean, none of our starters were really playing, so like, it's fine. But let me tell you, um, Case Keenum, great guy. Not so good at throwing the footballs. Yeah. Well, a win's a win. Dub's a dub. We, uh, four straight uh, off-seasons. Uh, Bill's haven't been defeated. Uh, haven't been defeated in a preseason game in four four off seasons. So. And how many Super Bowls have we won? I mean, all I'm saying is we got to turn this around and get the big wins. Yeah, preseason no. means nothing. No, it certainly doesn't. But yeah, I uh, that's how I feel. Which is also why I partially dozed off because apparently I do get the NFL Network, so I could watch the preseason game. But I was sitting in my big comfy chair at the house, and I was like, and I fell asleep. Yeah, you didn't miss much. No, I certainly didn't. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about it more. What do we have up to kick things off for this week? Yeah, so uh, you know, news is a little bit slower here and there as Congress is headed back for the recess or working period, depending on uh, how you want to define it. Um, summer working period, but uh, okay. So CIA Director uh, Bill Burns, new breaking news today, uh, t- held a job at a think tank, um, one of the, you know these big. DC lib think tanks uh, that reportedly uh, employed 20 members of the Chinese communist party uh, that did not disclose their membership. Um, So again, like, you know, the Biden administration for a long time has told us, you know, the adults are in charge again, guys, like everything's going to be fine. We are seasoned professionals and experts and they were, uh, you know, CIA director, pretty important job, like dealing with, you know, foreign governments and adversaries. And he's, uh, was uh, laughing it up with a whole bunch of uh, Chinese communists and not Seems, disclosing it, right? Yeah, and not like, disclosing it. You got if you're a federal, if you're a foreign agent, you got to disclose that here in the United States. We have reporting laws for a reason. Yep. So that you know, like you know, good old Swalwell Fang Fang over there. For you guys who don't know that, Eric Swalwell allegedly, allegedly, allegedly farted on national TV, but also allegedly slept with a Chinese spy named Fang Fang. Yeah. I don't think the farts allegedly. I think well, you know, he said, you know, there is a tape, but this is all alleged. Uh, But this is so there is exactly no undue malign influence by outside foreign actors into United States government and policy. But man, oh man, if this doesn't answer, uh, raise some questions about Bill Burns and uh, how he had 20 un- checked individuals right yep. working for him that's uh at least 20 members of the ccp chinese communist party i mean that's uh it's not like one like the, if you've got that many like you gotta think there's intent involved because it's not like whoopsie poopsie like oops, yeah. this one got under the radar like mm, no uh this should lead to a lot of questions and considering how there is a really eroding of faith in the department of justice the Federal Bureau of Investigations. We're going to throw the Central Intelligence Agency into the political mix of individuals who yeah. 
uh, need to answer questions. Not great under the executive branch. Good old Joe. Yeah. Is this why Joe did not want uh, Nancy Pelosi to go to Taiwan? You know, I mean, major, major. It's yeah. At a time where, again, you know, our relationship with China is, you know, one of one of the dominant kind of storylines as we deal with all the the issues with Taiwan. Um, Yeah. Seeing that is is not great. And again, it, it sort of like runs the question, too, of like how. When you have one of these administrations and you have these people who kind of like the revolving door of these big groups that have, you know, all these alliances and Mm -hmm. secret money coming in, like whether or not that's the best person to hire for a job um, that depends, you know, so largely on, you know, putting American interests first. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how nobody got this ahead of time ahead of him heading up to the hill and like having to sit through hearings and stuff. I don't know how none of this was known, Um, but it's not good. And uh, I'm going to ask the question that always get asked. And it's very much a rhetorical question. What would the news be saying if this had happened under a Republican president? Yep. It would be that the Chinese, a malign actor who have threatened uh, war against the United States for Nancy Pelosi going over to Taiwan uh, that they are somehow have an undue influence. They, they would be, it would be catastrophic. And the level of that would be really unfathomable that it would be nonstop CNN breaking news, MSNBC, all of them. And, uh, you don't hear a freaking peep out of the legacy lead, media right now, at least not that I've seen where they're saying like, Hmm, Bill Burns really should be answering questions about how there were 20, at least that's what this reporting says. At least 20 members of the Chinese Communist Party working at your think tank. Man, if there's some coziness, that's enough coziness with China to make Hunter Biden blush. Yeah, yeah. And what kind of information have they been feeding him? for? You know? Right, what were the policy positions? What was the lobbying on Capitol Hill? This is why you need to properly disclose foreign actors. Yep. And if you're lobbying for a foreign government as well, got to sign up and tell people that. Yep. We don't do that, apparently. Rules for thee, but not for me, the Joe Biden administration. <laughs> Man, I really got you there. Just kidding. He's coughing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Dying. It kind of sounded like he was laughing. I could have really I just was, run I with was, it. But it was I really a, thought, it was you, like were, one of the other, I thought you, know? you were going to have a coughing fit right there. So I wasn't going to be able to play it off as a laugh if you like just like fell into hysterical coughing. Slowly died. Yeah. That would not be great. I'm Slowly. A, <laughs> I'm struggling here. Wow. It's a Monday. It's and, the uh, mundiest mm. Monday around here. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, I I feel I feel the Mondays in my bones. Yeah. Oof. No, sorry. I was I was going to laugh and cough, so the joke was and good. cry and, all at the same time. And I, can't I breathe, was full but. emotional gamut right there. Yeah. Anything, it's all there. Well, let's keep the emotional train moving on the tracks. Next up, uh, a new GOP report that uh, what do you know? Bing Bong Biden over there uh, misled the public on Afghanistan. Uh, today marks one year since the fall of Kabul to the Taliban, uh, thanks to Joe Biden's really extraordinary effort. And any Democrat who is saying that this was the deal, I not even a Democrat, I saw, um, oh, what's his name? Bolton, John Bolton. Yep. I saw John Bolton on with Eric Bowling on Newsmax last week, where John Bolton was like, this was Trump's deal with Afghanistan to get out. Okay, Joe Biden could have said no. Yep. And I can tell you this much, if it looked like this is what was going to happen 
when Trump was pulling troops out of Afghanistan, you better believe he wouldn't have done it like this. Yeah. So that's just that's just a straw man argument, I believe, for you to turn around and say, oh, well, we can't do anything because that was the other administration's thing. Like, oh, really? Because Joe Biden has done everything else to preserve the other national security wins that went under President Trump. I mean, you're still seeing him try. They are doing everything they can to get a deal with Iran on the nuclear weapons. And so now we're supposed to believe that, like, they just care so much about the foreign policies of the previous administration. Give me a break. It's a straw man argument. But what do you know? Uh, A lot of people got left behind and a lot of people got hurt. And there are 13 dead service members because of the choices Joe Biden made. And in honor of them, we should just do a real quick moment. I'm being like dead serious for once on this podcast. Quick moment of silence for the 13 service members who lost their lives in the fall of Kabul. Okay, thank you for doing that. Just had to be brief. I mean, that's a lot of people to die yeah. in one attack. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it's one of those things where when you look at the Obama, like, if you look at how these administrations have carried out these matters, it's, you know, genuinely, sometimes it's ineptitude <laughs> or bad policy. In this case, it was both. They just doubled down on just stupid and stupid uh, policy to stupid way to handle it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the, the, the reporting showing that, I mean, this is one of those things where again, like, you know, appreciate the, the house GOP and, and taking a look at this, but it's also one of those things where like we watch this unfold, like a lot of, you know, we're getting certainly color to a lot of things we already knew, but mm-hmm. I mean, there was, there was really no, there's really no doubt at any point in time. Um, yeah. But part of this is that this was what this story is. And it's from Susan Crabtree at real clear politics is that, and I'll read this directly. In the waning days of the evacuation, more than 1,000 women and girls waited more than 24 hours on dozens of buses desperately circling circling the Kabul airport and trying to avoid Taliban checkpoints. Many of them were told multiple times they were not allowed to enter the airport. Now, nearly a year since the Taliban took control of the country, fewer than one-third of them have managed to flee. These are just some of the findings in a new report by Republicans on the House Foreign Affairs Committee one year after the Taliban swept into Kabul. This is oversight. This is good Republican minority party oversight right now, looking into what actually happened, how people got left behind, how this was such a catastrophic failure. Um, And you better believe come November, come January, come November when Republicans win the House and come January when they're sworn in, there will be a lot more oversight into the failing of the Biden administration. Yeah. Yeah, and Afghanistan will be one of the... Certainly, I mean, again, it's it's still it's one of those things where it it's crazy. It's been a year because it was, I know. you know, like it was the biggest story. Yeah, we've had. A, I mean, there's been a couple major foreign policy situations. Obviously, the the Russia invasion of Ukraine. Since I mean, it, it seems, but yeah, it's uh, it was it was a tough time. I was on the hill. I think you were on, you were both on the hill at the time, yeah. and uh, yeah, just I mean, it was it was genuinely a, a, just a difficult situation to watch unfold. And as you're healing, you know, hearing people constituents call in in the office and say like i've got family i've, I've got, got family friends. or you know or someone saying hey I, I i can help in this way but i'm not getting part you know i'm not getting yeah the the correct response there 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 were a lot of folks who were trying to trying to do good trying to get more people out and were not obviously running into issues with the administration and state department and the military and yeah you know it was it was the the chaos was you know palpable i think think across the board yeah, and you I mean the the images coming out of Afghanistan a year ago when you saw people holding on and falling from planes. 
the terror and the fear of like trying to get out. And I know on the podcast a few months ago, we covered uh, Senator Cotton Staffer, who uh, was over there serving at the Kabul airport and was helping get uh, U.S. allies and friends out. Um, we saw the best of our nation and what we can do as a force for good in this world in those moments. And you saw the absolute heartbreak of of the people of Afghanistan, knowing that their government would not be able to stand against the Taliban and that all of the freedoms they had earned and enjoyed were going to be instantaneously gone. And they were terrified for their lives. And now you're hearing stories about starvation, that there are still Americans left behind, that there are, you know, still, um, allies behind enemies, enemy lines. And, uh, that's, that's tough to read even still a year later, but good oversight to show, shine a light on something that a lot in the left wing media have, I mean, they, they've downplayed it a little bit to be like, well, it, it was a debacle. It wasn't a debacle. This wasn't like a crazy game of cards. I mean, it was a failed full military pullout that very terribly echoed the fall of uh, Vietnam. Yep. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's there's not a surprise, obviously. Where did we find the leader of Al-Qaeda in Kabul, you know, after the Taliban took over? Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, that's, again, the, these policies have direct consequences, and the fact that, that that individual is able to find, you know, for a time, find refuge in Safe enough res- refuge that he was coming out on the uh, old balcony every day at the same time. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you are if you have any worry that you are being tailed by surveillance, got to spice it up. Can't yeah. be doing the same thing every day. Yep. You're not coming in and out the same doors. You're not leaving at the same time. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. I don't think any of our listeners have to worry about that, hopefully. That'd be a... That'd be a- Serious we problem. Have, if we, we were did, giving actual advice to someone to evade a crime, yeah, are we coping? I mean, you're not you're not evading a crime. You could have nefarious actors as you're the good individual. That's true. That's true. Wow, way to assume the Chinese worst spies. about our listeners. I don't know. I mean, Christian was like, apparently we got a bunch of felons listening to us. I just, just I don't want to be complicit. Everybody everybody's on the run. I took it as like if you're a good upstanding American and the crazies want to take you out. I don't know why you had to take it to such a dark place, That's Christian. My bad. American Space NASA is preparing to send an, this an uncrewed uh, missile up to orbit the moon, but uh, it's capable of taking people up, and the and the plan is sometime around twenty twenty four, hopefully to return Americans to the moon, which is cool and kind of seems overdue. That like the it's it's wild to me that like the moon landing was the most impressive thing that our uh, like the number one show of force for American technological power. And then sort of, we haven't been back in like a really long time. I mean, listen, folks, do you know how much I care about the moon? So you're going to be anti-moon? It's gonna, I mean, I'm, is it fake? Did you, did we ever go? No, I mean, listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Like I think the moon landing happened, even though when you think about it, you've got way more powerful, like power on your cell phone now than you do in an entire rocket ship that took people to the freaking moon. Yeah. That's scary. Let alone your phone. I remember when like I first Oh, he's drunk, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Christian, I asked you to sober up before the podcast. I'm really struggling. Um <laughs> at Victory Monday is just kicking him in the teeth. Yeah. No, I <laughs> No, when I, I went to, uh 
when I went to Houston as a little kid, they were like, hey, if you were a student in school and you have one of these, like... The TI-83. Yes, exactly. He's like, this is, like, a thousand times more powerful than anything they could have imagined. And that wasn't even, like, the graphing calculator. It was just your normal, like, seventh grade calculator. It sounds awful. Before you awful. take the jump I, to, like, trig and all that stuff. Well, I can tell you, I was not jumping to trig. Yeah, I was no, a, I didn't. Uh, that I, math. Christian, but. do you believe in aliens? Do I? Mm-hmm. No. Well, oh. here's the thing. I... Uh, I think it's int- <laughs> <laughs> I think the world like I I don't obviously I think like infinite is infinite so therefore it's possible but I don't think we've like had contact like hmm. I don't think they're like chilling around. Mm. Do you? What's what's your take? I think that the I think it's all too big for it just to be us on this planet. Yeah. And and there have to be far smarter oh, on the planet. Okay. Well, not just on necessarily on the planet. Like, like, do I think that this is like men in black and there's like really aliens walking around like in people's heads? Like, no, I don't. But do I think that like they probably could have come here and there are probably aliens that are a lot smarter than us that are out in the world, like out in the universe? Oh, hell yeah. Like, totally. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I mean, like, listen, they're doing holograms of Tupac now. You think that like there's not some alien force that could like totally blow up the planet independence day. still one of the best movies ever. <laughs> it is good. I mean, maybe they do listen to the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, listen, aliens, if you're listening to the pod, if you're a friend of the pod, hit the mailbag up, hit Christian up. Really? That's uh, no. it's gonna it's go. not going to be good. I don't think that's going to work. I can't I'm come into the, the podcast and you'd be like, after. how was the weekend? I was like, I chilled with aliens. It's uh, pretty and dope. I'll be like, I don't know why you ate brownies from a random neighbor, but we should work on your life choices. Yeah. No. Man, this episode is just whining and turning, folks. Hope yeah, you buckled up for a Monday. This is my bad. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Christian, what do we have next? That's a good question. Um, we are just on. Leonardo DiCaprio. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Big, big star. You know, he is the, he's, he is sort of the face of the like, you know, climate, you know, like celebrities championing a cause. Uh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, but he's been funding a number of lawsuits through his nonprofit uh, to kind of, you know, these green focused lawsuits that sort of get in the way of all kinds of various, uh, various projects and you know it kind of adds to the red tape um but it's yeah it's super interesting for a guy who likes to like ride around on a yacht that uh oh it's more the hypocrisy from the left you know they 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 all like want to be in solidarity it's like when you remember during covid lockdowns how they all did that um what was it? Let it be. They did that Beatles song yeah, where they all sang apart so and they're all in their big freaking mega mansions and they've got these huge houses in the Hollywood Hills. And like, you don't, you, you're not stuck in a two bedroom apartment and like in the Washington DC area with two dogs and like, nobody's like catering to bring you home your groceries for you and like cook you a meal every day. Like they're so out of touch. This is just another uh, opportunity of that. Like, and I love that this is like he funneled grants through dark money groups to fund climate nuisance lawsuits. Yeah. Tort reform. Yeah, it's it's super funny. I did a little little research before the pod uh, where like looking at the past of like 
him starting all these climate things and then everyone being like, well, you fly on private jets all the time. So then like the next, then there were a whole bunch of articles that be like Leonardo DiCaprio is taking it seriously by flying commercial. And then like, well, it's like Greta Thunberg with her like canoeing across the ocean or whatever she does. Yeah. But like it is, uh, I mean, she's really dedicated to it. Like she is, but like these Hollywood elites are not no. I mean, John Kerry. Certainly not. no, yeah, the climate envoy who loves to fly private more than anybody. Yeah. And it's like you see these headlines now about all these ad celebrities who are flying private everywhere they're going to like even like a 15-minute trip. Listen, if I had the money and I could afford to fly private all the time, even to go to the grocery store, like, yeah. But not flying taxis, as we learned last, last episode. Because I don't trust like hiring like, listen, I've been in a lot of bad Ubers. Yeah. I don't want someone up in the air being a bad Uber driver, too. Yeah. It's just not what I'm interested in. Do you see an Uber ride? Like, did you see the bar in Arlington, the Four Courts, Ireland's Four yeah. Courts? Like, that was an Uber driver who just plowed into the. Just lost restaurant. control. Crazy. Straight into a restaurant. Awful. Ireland's, Which didn't make any sense because Ireland's it wasn't... Four Courts in a Courthouse. It's a. It's at like a very weird intersection where it's like, it's the dead end. So like you have to turn left or right, but the road's also split in the middle. Yeah. So it's a very big intersection. Guy just went straight full speed into Ireland four courts on Saturday, Friday, 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 Friday night? night. Yeah. I was just a couple blocks away. Yeah. Oh, thank God. You're okay. Yeah. Could have been me. Well, it could have, it could have been any of us Christian, except Faith. She wasn't in the country at the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Guys, this is not our best. We're just a little all over We're not the place. setting our best. Listen, I had a long weekend. We resealed the driveway. Oh, wow. We What a project. I got up in a tree. I got up in the hideous tree in the front of my house. Was trimming it down. Trimming it I down. had to have been 20 feet in the air. I was terrified. That's pretty terrifying. Yeah. It was it's terrifying. My husband's cousins at the base of the ladder. You could go up another stuff. The hell I can't go up another stuff. And it's like not then worth we painted It's definitely the, not worth it. Then we painted the living room. Wow projects all weekend let me tell you uh painting your own house it's for the birds hire people yeah oh my god you do that once that's one of those let me tell you it's probably a new homeowner thing you like get your first house you're like yeah i'm totally gonna paint like this is easy like painting painting i can don't do it don't do it you do it once you're like this is why people hire people yeah i will always hire people from now on yeah that seems that seems tough i would also be terrified to do it wrong Oh, well, my husband's cousin's in town and he's like a, like a contractor. He he really, like yeah. His, you got yeah. a professional. Around. Yeah, yeah. So he's, uh, he's been overseeing the crew of me and Nick and, uh, he was really working you guys hard. Let me tell you, I've been down there painting and I was like, I, I just, I'm like all sore today. Yeah. Cause it's, I'm sure it's like weird muscles. You're like, I didn't, I don't know. I was getting use hand that. cramps. From holding the paintbrush. <laughs> I was like holding it different ways to try and keep my hands from not cramping. Yeah. And the roller, that's not any easier. Yeah. It makes it look like it is. Those there's nothing more optimistic than like Home Depot or Lowe's commercials where they're like, you can yeah, do it all. Like thing. you can do your own flooring. Like just try it, dude. Oh, no. Just come in on Saturday and get it. And you're like, I don't I don't think we sh can. I don't think it's advisable. I nurse put a nail in the wall. So now like I'm painting the living room and those roller brushes, you really got to push. Cause if you don't, you're not getting that paint on there. Sorry. You guys didn't expect the full sideways coming off the Democrats or hypocrites conversation, but this is where we're at today, folks. All right. Yeah. We're here. I'm not even going to try to like tie it back. Like, no, was... you know, we're not going to try. Yeah. The gas guzzling of the lawnmower that was mowing the front of my house this weekend. Yeah. Well, he's full circle. 
I yeah. also took down the mockingbird nest out of the front tree. That oh. was the win this weekend. That's big. Those birds are loud. I'm assuming they're all, no, they're mean. Really? They yes, like, they will chase you. They come saw, at, are they coming to Lincoln the, too? No, oh no, I would. That would not end well. That would be really where I draw the line. No, I saw one chasing a crow three times its size through the neighborhood. Yes, yeah, they're wild. mean birds. Yeah, mean. I always thought they were like nice. No, like, don't. And they remember you too. Was, I, so if they think that you've like stepped up on their nest once, they will like try and slaughter you every time they see you from then on out. And I hear it's a sin to kill a mockingbird, but uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, well, now that we've gone completely off the rails, let's bring it on back. Christian, what do you have for me now? Uh, so yeah, we're going to kill a mockingbird. Uh, yeah, so we were talking pre NFL preseason. There's uh, again, uh, Clay Travis was posting about this. The internet is kind of spending their entire day talking about what's your most you know irrational take um, from you know <clears throat> most in in some cases a quarter of starters <clears throat> playing. In some cases, like for our Buffalo Bills, I don't think any starter on offense or defense was out there at any point in time. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. Um, or at least full time starter. Uh, so, but I mean, so like. Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, right? Like that's got to be that's got to be the most popular one for us. Like, I mean, I think so, but I also think like my outrageously optimistic. We're going to have the best defensive backs in the league. Yeah, I see so much talent there, even in the second and third string options that we have there. I'm stoked. Yeah, adding to the adding to what is definitely, I think, one of the best defensive lines in football. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, our defense. We didn't get to see any of them really. But. No, but we shouldn't have to. Um, Keep him fresh. Yeah, no. Christian Benford is a was a draft crush of mine. Uh, yes, the Bills took him, and he looks great. Sixth round out of Villanova, yeah. and he had a great camp and a great game. Yeah, broke up. What was it? A fourth down pass. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, looking around the league, George Pickens in Pittsburgh looks like punt the steal. Punt God was big. Yeah, eighty-two yard punt. Eighty-two yard. When I saw that, I was actually conscious for that punt. I was completely awake. Uh, and I saw it. I was like, oh my, I was like, would you look at that freaking, sorry, Matt hack. So yeah, he's going to be cut toodles. Yeah. Toodles. He'll, he'll have time to, to catch on to another somebody. Team. Somebody will pick him up for sure. He's great. I don't have a problem with him, but when you see that 82 yard kick, you're like, whoo. Yeah. Some good rookie performances from quarterbacks that I didn't think were going to be very good. Yeah. Like show. So it's Man. fun. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun season in the NFL. The AFC is going to be wild, crazy loaded. Tua didn't look that great. Tua, no, I'm I'm down on Tua. Tua, no. I love their coach. I think Mike Vitale is a great coach. I'm looking forward to see what they do with that offense and those Bad. wide receivers in Jalen Waddle and uh, yeah, but I Terry mean, Killer, awesome. But yeah, Tua but when not, you when you're not throwing to the route, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's going to be some disappointing quarterback play this year. Yeah, in, but not Josh AFC Allen East and not Josh Allen. Not Josh. Not our boy Allen. Not Joshua Godsend Allen. I assume that's his middle name. Legal, probably. Yeah. Has to be. I mean, it just the facts are facts. And after this wild episode, folks, of really the Mondayest Monday podcast that ever Mondayed. Yep. We've got mailbag. Yeah. This is what we actually prepared to talk about. This is the this fun is stuff. it. The rest of the stuff we were, this was just, we were, just, we're just leading just up filling, to this. Yeah. We're just dancing around just a, a little joke. bit. It's just jokes. It's just they're not very good, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm not very funny. I've been told that by multiple people. That's not true. Oh, thanks, Christian. Wow. All right, hold on. Let me read this. 
Do we want to read both of them or just the one? Uh, let's do. Let's save the other one for next week. Which one? Which one do you want to save? HC or the other one? Uh, save. Let's let's talk HC. Okay, save we'll talk HC. One. All right. Dear Aaron and Christian, we're gonna read this mailbag to you because it's fantastic. Yeah, very good work. Question: Is Hillary Clinton the most useless political figure in American life? Some people who work in the Senate are saying she's on the same level of competence as Lincoln's bodyguard and O.J. Simpson's anger therapist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what is this tweet? And then you click the link where it says this tweet. And it pulls up a tweet that Hillary put out uh, shortly after the Mar-a-Lago raid of a very young photo of one Hillary Clinton in a hat that they've clearly photoshopped on her. It says, but her emails for, and so she's immediately selling hats to try and make money off of the Mar-a-Lago raid. Griff don't up. Griff don't stop. No. Uh, who in her camp is under the impression that saying, yeah, I broke the law, but no one weaponized the FBI against me is a great message. It's almost as if she wakes up every morning, reads the headline and says to herself, it's not about you, but you go in there and you make it about you. <laughs> anyway, great talk. All the best. Friend of the pod, Dave. We don't need to. Shout out Dave. Shout out Dave. Friend of the pod. Great mailbag. It's an excellent mailbag. It's like he's a comm staffer. Yeah. Yeah. He's really made this happen. He was largely behind the idea of the mailbag and he's provided. This is, we should just call this Dave's mailbag. Yeah. This is is Dave's segment of the pod. (laughs) It is. Well, uh, I think it's, I I mean, I think it's right on. I mean, Hillary, listen, dear sweet Hillary. You lost to Donald Trump. You got drunk at your own election night party, too drunk to go on stage after you lost. And you clearly had a large issue with keeping uh, classifications and like the 30,000 emails that went missing. Like what were those? Your private server, all that stuff. And now you want to try to dance on what you think is somebody else's grave. Like, girl, take the tap shoes off and get a clue. Yeah. If like there is a reason she keeps continuing around, like she's, she's trying to stay active. And I think she's waiting for people to beg her to run for president. They kind of have started. And yeah, I'm pretty sure Brian Stelter was out there being like, is Hillary going to run again? But like, Somebody like a Brian Zell. She's, yeah, I'm, I'm really waiting to see like who the most reputable person is that starts to beg her where she goes, what me? Like very like. It's going to be her. I, I wasn't even, I wouldn't, I, but like, uh, I'll, yeah, we're ready. Like, like, right. It's like somebody who wins, like feigns winning an award. You're like, oh my God, I won. And then they pull out like a massive thank you. Like yeah, there's speech prepared. that they were very prepared for. I just so wasn't expecting this. I would like to start by thanking, like, listen, Hillary probably is the most useless and God knows she was useless as secretary of state. When she got pushed on what happened in Benghazi, she literally said, why does it matter? Well, because there are dead Americans, Hillary. Yeah. There are dead Americans. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is someone like the country to, I I understand it. She is unique. There's not a lot of people who have kind of lost as many. She lost in 08. You know, sat it out, runs in 16, loses in 16, keeping her name in the, keeping her, keeping the iron in the fire kind of. But she uh, wants to be relevant, but yeah. the the unfortunate part is she's really not. 
Yeah, there's and really. If this is the best Democrats can offer, is either Pete Buttigieg or Hillary Clinton. Oh, uh, want to talk about the D League? Yeah, that is a really interesting. That would be a super interesting head-to-head combination in the Democratic primary. Uh, those two. Yeah, just because, like, I feel like you're gonna have, like, progressives will still be split because they'll always be kind of your like progressive. Sh- like who have always been with like the ones with the Hillary bumper stickers, whether they like think she's the most progressive or not. And you know, young people who were very tired of Hillary. Like I, I genuinely don't know where you'd see where you'd see the split. If, if it was, if the field were limited to two people head to head between Hillary and Pete. Yeah. I just, I genuinely don't know who would win because the democratic party doesn't seem to like, Value youth or potential anymore. It's like that meme of that sweating like guy who's like, which button do I click? It's Hillary and Pete. But then like the other button is like giving it to the GOP. Like yeah. you got <laughs> you've got no good choice here because the other two are definitely gonna get a Republican president elected. Yeah. It is not great. Well, thanks for the mailbag. Yeah. Shout out Dave. Shout out Dave. Dave's mailbag. Uh, well, send more if you want more mailbags covered. We do have another one uh, that we can cover later this week. Ooh, we're going to have to figure out a time to record. We'll do that offline. Yeah, we'll make it work. Um, <laughs> you're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll have a makeup podcast from this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, this is just, this is a wild one, folks. We were here on a Monday and, uh, you know, we're all a little loosey goosey. It's, it's recess. We said the news is a little tough. Like, I mean, the news is a little tough right now. It's true, and uh, we're also just, you know, trying. We're trying our best. Yep, it's a free podcast. I, you know. Yeah. Right. Like you don't. You don't have to pay for this kind of entertainment. <laughs> no. <laughs> we wouldn't ask you. <laughs> <to>. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think I think we've tortured the people enough. Yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. I'm tortured myself (laughs) enough. I'm out. Christian is really internalizing a lot of this podcast. Yeah, it's mostly my fault. (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, We'll be back later this week, maybe, with another episode of the Tagline Podcast brought to you by Tag Strategies. Go get them. Goodbye. Go Bills. Go Bills.